the answer I know, is actually. I know, but, but the, it was always important enough for me to just be there because I knew, you know, if, let's say I was present mentally and obviously physically yeah. present <laughs> um, for at least, you know, 10 minutes of that hour and I could get just one nugget from that, then that was worth it to me. Welcome to another podcast. I have two great guests with me here. We are shooting in the 719 Linden Studios here downtown Colorado Springs. And as always, we want to bring value. We're going to cut to it, get rid of the hype, get rid of the fluff, and find out what does it take to succeed in real estate today. So with me, I have Jonathan Dickey. And Jonathan, where do you work? Keller Williams Premier. Keller Williams Premier. And how about you, Jordan? Who? Jordan Casalia. And I also work at Keller Williams Premier. Premier. And cool. she was the Rookie of the Year in, for 2022. Rookie of the Year. So you did more. You, you did more. Yeah. You did welcome. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's, it's not on your name tag. I don't no, see like yeah. Jordan, Rookie of the no. Year. Gotcha. Well, today what we want to do is we really want to find out, obviously, what makes you you. What, what's, what, what, you know, who you are in real estate. But more importantly, uh, not more importantly, I just shouldn't have said that. <laughs> as important. <laughs> as important. Um, what does it take to succeed in real estate right now? Right? Like, like what is that? So, um, I'm just going to kind of, kind of open it up and just ask if you had to, if you had to answer that, if somebody pops in and says, Hey, what does it take to succeed in real estate? How would you, let's start with, with Jonathan. How would you answer that question? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm in charge of new agent recruiting in our office. So I really tell agents, new agents who are starting, I'm like, if you can do these three things, you will be successful. First one is get 200 people in your database. Whether okay. that be, you know, we use KW Command at Keller Williams. That's your CRM. CRM, yeah. Okay. Customer Relationship Management. And then figure out some type of follow-up plan with that. Okay. So, and you can do that any brokerage, it doesn't matter. So how, how many did you say you need? 200? 200. So okay. on average, Keller Williams has 180,000 agents. They've surveyed them all. We have access to all the data. On average, if you get over 200 people in your database, $119,510 is what those agents make. Wow. So if, if you have 200 in your database. 200 plus. 200 to 1,000. Okay. So it, it, you have to hit that 200 mark, though. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that's, that that's, that's, that's your threshold. You hit 200. Um, so you get people in your database, and we'll, we'll explore that just a little bit. Yeah. But you said there's three things. So the other thing, get your phone to ring some way, somehow. So here we use OpCity, Ojo, if you're part of our brokerage. And you, again, you can use them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Get some free real estate conversations with complete strangers. So what you're saying is don't go on and get a life insurance quote when you get 90 calls. Exactly. That doesn't count. These yeah. are actual real estate actual, conversations. Yeah, real okay. estate conversations. Gotcha. And you don't pay until it closes. Okay. So don't go spend $10,000 on the latest, greatest. So these, okay. So the, yeah, yeah. The, the next shiny object, right? Right. So these are, these are in, just so we're clear for everybody listening, it is, uh, it, you're going to give um, Opsity or wh- wh- whatever these other ones are, mm-hmm. you're going to have uh, a lead that comes over to you that you didn't pay for. Correct. And then as soon as that closes, they're getting a percentage of that. Is that accurate? Exactly. Okay. So, and then the third thing, which I think might be more important than both of those, is show up for trainings and show up in the office and treat it like a job. 
Like Jordan, rookie of the year, she's at like 95% of our trainings, I'm pretty sure. She's at a lot. Yeah, I try to get into the brokerage and around other real estate professionals as much as possible because, you know, you can know a ton about um, your specific sphere and what's working for you. But at the end of the day, you're, you're always going to learn something new um, because everyone's doing stuff a little different. Yeah. So how, how, how many trainings does that come to in a week? Because, you know, most people start real estate. There's 5,000 agents in our town, and there's about 1,000 transactions in a month, right? right. Now, now, there's a buy side and a list side, so that's possibly, you know, it's still less than half of the people are getting even one transaction in a month. Mm-hmm. So how many times are you going in a week to some form of training? And are all these provided by your, uh, by your, um, your brokerage, or are you going to other trainings? So... There was a period of time where pretty much anything that was on the training calendar specifically for my bro, so yeah. Keller Williams Premier, our, the Colorado Springs downtown location, um, if there was a training on the calendar, I was going. Um, so for a little bit, that was like three times a week, two times a week sometimes. Um, and people love to, you know, make excuses. But, I, I yeah, I was busy and I was still making, making time for it. Um, I wasn't always super present you know in terms of mentally like i might have been you know texting clients back or working on a contract or something instructors love that when the when the people in the the audience are texting (laughs) it was always important enough for me to just be there because i knew you know if let's say i was present mentally and obviously physically present (laughs) um for at least you know 10 minutes of that hour and i could get just one nugget from that, then that was worth it to me. So I guess you said you weren't always necessarily engaged. So did you find it more, and because that's human nature, right? Did you find it more advantageous to be in person versus like a web-based? Because I know most trainings now always, you have... Always in person. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know if maybe the 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 part where you were maybe not as engaged, I did, I did one just today and yeah. I actually walked out about 20 minutes into it, it was a 30 minutes mm-hmm. and I went and had a conversation for like six or seven minutes. Then I walked back <laughs> in, I just turned my camera off. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know if that's what you meant by not always engaging. You, basically you're engaged as you can be, which, but you're, right. you're there, you're making, you're making the effort, right? Yes. You're there yeah. the, the best that you can be. Um, so you're going a couple times a week, Jonathan, how often are you going or how often should a new person be going? I mean, follow Jordan's rule. If you can, if it's on the calendar, you should probably be there. Okay. And, and, I think the bigger advantage too, at least at our brokerage with, you know, some of the instructors are just doing it at such a high level. The conversations that happen after a training in person where you can ask questions and do all of that. So beneficial, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's not just the training. It's, it's, it's what happens afterwards. Let's get to a little bit more meat and potatoes of this, if that's okay. So um, the, the mindset to actually get to these things um, is very challenging. So today we had a training and I told uh, the team that I was training today. Mm-hmm. I said, you have, you basically have four types of experiences, right? The first type of experience is you enjoy doing it. It benefits you. It benefits the other party and basically serves the greater good, right? That, that's like the best type of experience, right? Um, the next one was uh, level two and level two was you don't enjoy doing it but it's still beneficial to you. <laughs> it's beneficial to the, whatever other parties involved yeah. and it serves the greater good. The third level is 
you enjoy doing it, but it doesn't serve any good to anyone or anything. <laughs> okay. And the last one is the most ridiculous. And this is more uh, over the top is level four is you don't enjoy doing it and it doesn't serve any good. Right? So why <laughs> yeah. are you doing this? So, so here's the trick that here's the trick that I, that I would pose to real estate agents in this situation is if, if it, if it's good, meaning you, you are going to benefit. So is there a value in you attending these trainings? Is there a value um, for everybody? Does everybody collectively yeah. get better? Right. And do your clients get a better level of service from you because you heard that one other nugget that helped you elevate your negotiations or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you take that level two experience and turn that into a level one experience? Meaning level two, everybody's benefiting, but you don't really, not really priority. You don't necessarily like doing it. Level one is you like doing it. So there's a switch in there somewhere that changes it to a level one. And that's when you find joy and fulfillment in your actual job. And I think that is a huge part that a lot of people miss in this industry. I've been around this industry for several decades, right? And I, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm, I almost said victim. Guilty <laughs> is the same. Is that I'm just as guilty as anybody else. And I don't know if you guys have run across that where it's like, you know, it's a good thing to do. Everybody benefits, yeah. but your brain tells you this is not beneficial. Maybe it's making calls. Maybe it's attending a, a sales meeting. And usually we find something important. Oh man, I got I got this client call. Yeah. Well, no, you've had the client call for twenty four hours. You didn't need to do it in this. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> at eleven twenty nine, you didn't need to make yeah. the client call, right? Oh, oh man, man, I got, I got this file. It's just on fire. It's been on fire for, for two while, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't it, it ain't going to get extinguished in the next thirty minutes, right? right. So wh- how would you guys answer that to to a new real estate agent? Let's, let's talk about new real estate agents, or even even existing real estate agent, right? How do you change that to a level one experience? You know. That's the right thing to do, but you just don't, you, you just, your mindset's in the wrong place. I'll let Jordan go first on that oh one. Oh my gosh. Um, so this is something that I would say I battle with a lot. Because um, you're human. Yeah, right? Um, I, I mean, I, I really struggle with things that aren't exciting, things oh that yeah. are you know, what I would consider routine, and so anything in front of the computer. Mm-hmm. It, generally <laughs> fills that <laughs> that um that that role that category um so monotony and pain yes exactly yeah. it's not exciting i'm not seeing new homes I'm not mm-hmm. talking. there's no face well you friends, got into real estate right? for a reason right. you yeah, watched exactly. hgtv you saw <laughs> some shows and you thought to yourself this is do it. there's no problem <laughs> hey if that guy can do it i can do it where's the camera right and, yeah and so actually uh what was it T- last week maybe this week that i literally got an office got an office in, in, in our office yeah in the brokerage and i mean all week i've been actually pretty productive in terms of um getting tasks done that i, I don't normally enjoy mm-hmm. doing and i think that's really because i'm around people who are also making calls who are also doing things yeah. i hear everyone you know tick 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 ty- yep, typing exactly. and doing and stuff so i'm yeah. like oh shoot like you know if i'm not doing this like there's always something to do yeah. in real estate right there, there's yeah. always something to do mm-hmm. And if you, and I've, I've found myself do this from time to time is I'll be full of adrenaline doing something exciting. Right. And, and it could go on for a week, but then all of a sudden the task is done. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, what am I supposed to do <laughs> no, now? But there's, yeah. yeah, but so you need to have those, those longer term goals. You need to have those long, like for us, um, I look at real estate on the mortgage side 
of real estate as a 90 to 120 day cycle. So my actions today are, are dictating, uh, my, my business in 90 to 120 days. So if I'm hungry today, it means that three, four months ago, ago, you didn't do your job. Exactly. And so here's, here's the way, the way I look at it is how many closings in Colorado Springs happen every single day and how many people outworked me, out hustled me, out focused me 90 days ago. Am I going to let that happen again? Yeah. Hell no. I'm not going to let that happen again. <laughs> Ain't going to happen, right? I, I will outwork. I will out hustle. And, and that that's all there is to it. So you have to be smart about what you're doing, though, because we also get into that perpetual, you know, I call it the perpetual rocking chair. Yeah. Like you're steadily occupied. You're going nowhere. You're like, <laughs> you're like, well, I'm busy, man. I'm busy. Yeah. Right? And I, I think the thing that I've found over the last about three months ago, two months ago, I hired a virtual assistant yeah. to take some of that really boring stuff off of my plate, like sure. uploading leads and making sure they're on my database and like mm-hmm. tagged correctly. And so having like a little bit of help with the really boring stuff. Yeah. Because if you're like me, I only want to be around people. Yeah. So if the task is not around people, it's probably not going to get done. <laughs> so having someone or some system in place where you get taking, where you take care of the things that aren't fun to you. So that you can go to the trainings and do other stuff, and you're not bogged down. So, you know, one thing about that, it, what I see with real estate agents is, and I, and this is what I, I try to, I try to remember this is, what you do in the big, like take any business, right? Any business that you start, what I do in the beginning of business isn't necessarily the same thing I'm going to be doing at a different stage in my business. Right. So my stages will progress and mature. Yep. So you may look at a, a look at a top producer and be like, oh man, he only works. Four hours a day. That's what I'm going to do. Well, but you should have saw yeah, that, what he yeah. did 12 years ago. And when he was up till midnight writing a contract, and then he realized he screwed the contract up and he already sent it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you laughed. I've never because- screwed a contract up, Tim. <laughs> yeah, definitely not me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that uh, kind of leads me to a quick question for each of you. Right? right now, each of you are having some success. You've been doing real estate for a while. What are you doing different now that, you, you know, did I already mention rookie of the year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, she's no longer a rookie. She's <laughs> yeah. a seasoned vet now. I know, right? right? <laughs> sophomore year, baby. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> no sophomore slumps here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So what, but what, is there anything you're doing different now that you, that you're, that you're allowed to do now that in the beginning uh, was, was just different for you? Like you had to do it different in the beginning. Does that kind of make sense? What actions are different for you? I feel like not I actually not I feel I know I know that everything I did the first like I would say six months I started with a team so then I transitioned to a solo agent um and the first six months really as a solo agent I was terrified Mm. because I was like where's the next deal coming from you know and I was producing and I had a, a lot going on, but that can cause my, a lot of drive. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was working scared, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, and so now the biggest thing for me is okay. Understanding like consistency and, um, that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I know what tasks that actually drive business, um, and work for me specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's really my mindset and how I'm, working and that's made a really big difference actually in in terms of how I interact with clients. Do you find your day more I guess satisfactory would be the right word? Do you find more more are you happier with your day mm-hmm. that you're not working 
out of fear. Because in the beginning, I mean, that's the, okay. You, yeah. you, you did what you needed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so right now, do you feel like the end of your day when you go home, you have more peace and comfort? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it would have made a difference in your career if you would have switched, if you would have hit that switch earlier? Like, 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 would you have had less closings and less success if you, if you were more relaxed or would it have just been better if you're more relaxed earlier? I, I think it just would have been better. Um, hmm. cause a lot of that stress that I, I had and that, that anxiety, I think caused me to miss certain things and make yeah. mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it would have been better for my business just in terms of how I treated clients during that time. Yeah. But um, I find that, that when you approach a client um, in, in any sales, particularly our sales, but you approach a client and you almost have a new agents do this a lot. Almost a not desperation is the wrong word, but like, like what can I do to win this? Like, like you're my right. client for life. And they hear all these, right. they hear all these things in their heads, right? Mm-hmm. Or that, that they hear it, it classes like, yeah, okay. And then it doesn't close. And they're like, what did I do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> they they hate me. They forever. don't like me. <laughs> oh my God. Well, and then after a while you start, re- and this is something that for me being brand new, yeah, I would, would have loved to been able to do this, but I was, uh, my maturity level wasn't there, you mm-hmm. know, 20 plus years ago in this industry is like, I don't care. Like if it, sometimes it doesn't work, it's okay. Right. Right. Sometimes right. they're going to go with their brother or their friend yeah. or their, <laughs> George, George was just telling us about that. Yeah. But, but even though, you know, you can deliver better experience, right. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you're not a commodity. It's not based off a of price. Now you do need to be competitive. You can't jump in and say, I charge 42 points to do yeah. a deal, right? Yeah. Well, you seem to be a priced a little high, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm worth every penny. You know? 10% actually yeah. on the listing side. <laughs> exactly. So, um, well, that's good. So just, just the mindset of that. Jonathan, anything you want to throw in on that? Yeah, I would say to go on that point, um, I have a coach, and sometimes I'll record phone calls and send it to that coach. So I sent him a phone call today, and he texts back, and he's like, if Jesus would have called that person, there's no way she was buying or selling real estate. And you're like, all right, I'm fine. Like, I was like, I, I've named it like Jonathan failed. He's like, you didn't fail. That person just wasn't buying or selling. Yeah, and it's okay. Right? And it's okay. It's, so, yeah it's, so it, yeah, it's good to have that reminder too. Yeah, because sometimes it's like, it doesn't matter what, at least for me, it's like, uh, if I would have used better words or better language there, but see, that's their a, that, actions would have been different. But that's a professional. That's a professional sales mindset, and that's a great mindset because yeah. when you know, when you can look at that and say, "What can I learn from this?" versus, um, "Oh man, well, oh geez, oh, the, I'm terrible." Instead, you just say, "Okay, look, I maybe I butchered that phone call. Maybe I wasn't on point. Right? Yeah. Maybe maybe I was thinking about." peanut butter and, and you know, something else. I, I, I don't know what I was yeah. thinking about, but I just, I didn't deliver the level of, of experience they, they expected. Well, now you can self-examine that, right? Yeah. Okay. So now here's a quick question. Colorado Springs level question. Okay. Are either of you natives? No. No. Okay. There's one native in the house here. <laughs> Where are you from, Jordan? Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. I got Nebraska. two. I got two Nebraska loan officers in there. Actually, Go Big yeah, Red. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah they, they they're pretty passionate about yeah. it. It's kind of interesting, even though they're terrible. At football. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna get to you, Jonathan. But first, Jordan, what was the now here? Just just got a local Colorado Springs when you moved here. How long ago did you move here? Um, I'm on my third year. Okay. So 2020. 2020. Perfect. So you were an adult when you moved here. Yeah. Right. What was the the 
I guess, biggest shock to you? Like culturally, society, the city, the mountains? What was like that you didn't expect Colorado Springs to be like when you moved here? Um, Or is it exactly the way you dreamed of it as a little girl? Well, so I grew up, um, yeah, in Omaha, Nebraska, and I I played soccer, and so I was able to travel out here. I was pretty blessed um, and play out here a little bit just Mm -hmm. um, in high school and and stuff. So um, I'm military, so, like, I I was expecting it to be exactly what it is in a, you know, in Colorado, which I would – I'm going to bring politics into it. So blue state, you know. Yeah. um, I – it's a military town, um, but it doesn't feel like a military town. Yeah. So I, well, there, I there's a like ton I of military, but it, it is interesting, yeah. right? It is very interesting that it doesn't feel like a military town. And then again, I don't know what a military town feels like because Colorado Springs is the only military town I've ever been around. So, <laughs> yeah. but but don't it's, go to an actual military town. You'll be shocked. Oh, it's, really? Yep. Much different. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I mean, we have specifically army. But specifically, well, we we now were you in the army? Family in the army? Uh, I was in the army. You were in the yeah. army. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Uh, what was your least favorite place? To, oh, you don't want to answer that. Uh, Go ahead and answer it. Just do it. It's Hawaii. So when she was in Hawaii, I'm sure. Well, On the so beach eating mangoes? I can I can see your pain. town yeah. outside of Schofield Barracks, um, Wahiwa, wasn't my favorite. Um, That's interesting. I've heard, I've actually heard that from several military people over this last few years. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like... Man, people pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to go and enjoy, like, a be- mm-hmm. but living there, um, some people, it's not their, it's just not their favorite, which is interesting. Yeah. I loved Hawaii, but that's, that was, that's what I would consider a military town. Okay. Because just that is right outside Pure military. Yeah. Yep. All, all GIs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> She's got a grin on her face. Yep. What about you, Jonathan? Moving here, where'd you move from? So I grew up in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We have, a, we have an Oki and a Big Red. Yeah, we are right. way better at football than you guys are. To see you guys. <laughs> uh, but and, my and wife you both hate I, Texas. Okay, go ahead. Well, Texas, so I actually moved from McKinney, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas, yeah. here. So I lived there for five years and moved here. The biggest shock, living in Dallas, their food, so much better. Oh, really? Restaurants. So our food sucks here. Terrible. Really? This has gotten better. You're, you're drinking a, an organic juice right now. It's, this is great. But I'll second that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Name like a really amazing restaurant here. Taco Bell. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> At 3 a.m. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Waffle House. I don't know. Everyone in this town is high. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I enjoy a lot of food here. That's yeah. I just, I just I just had a, a breakfast burrito from Dostos. They put like tater tots and avocados in it. Well, it's Dostos really good. is new, and actually yeah. that's Denver money coming down. Oh, okay. So that's not. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. So the food was terrible here, and just restaurants. Okay. Like, the, like like what do you mean? It's gotten better. What do you mean? Give me give me an example of your experience at a restaurant here versus experience of a restaurant in Dallas or Nebraska or whatever. Okay, so Dallas, like every restaurant you go, not everyone. If it's like. Let's say an upper tier ish restaurant. Yeah. Meaning like more than twenty dollars a plate. Okay. The food's gonna be like wow, and the portion's gonna be gigantic. Okay. And you're gonna walk away like completely stuffed and like that was amazing. How's the service? Incredible. Really? And and there's good service here. Okay. Okay. So it's not the service. It's not the service. It's just okay. not as good of food. Really? It's just what well, are you talking chain restaurants or local restaurants? Local restaurants. Okay. It's gotten gotcha. better in the four years since I've moved here. Okay. 
But when we've, I, got, we've gotten a little more curved. A little better, yeah. White pies. When, when I went, like when, when I was a restaurant. Yeah, when I was a Denver. That's Denver. That is Denver. Denver's yeah, better. Denver Biscuit Company came down here. Yeah, and that was the. Is that the white pie place, or is it? It's right around that same um, area. No, it's different. White pies is its yeah. own, and then yeah. there's. You're thinking of that really big fat Solis. Yeah, yep. not a huge okay, fan of that. Too. That's okay. Yeah, I actually. This is going to show my color out of this. There is a pizza place inside of a hotel off Fillmore. <laughs> Dude, you sent me a coupon to it. It is so <laughs> It was really good. Did you go what there? Did, yeah. It's it actually was, good pizza. I was right? so confused because I was like, I ordered it online. You're like, why am I going <laughs> to the Motel 8? Right? But it's good pizza, right? Okay. Th- yeah, then there, there's good. a taco place downtown. It's really good too, but I forget the name of it. There's there's a, a it's expensive. It is. It's very expensive. Yeah. My my for like burrito day was like eight dollars, and it, I mean it was. It's okay. Yeah, it was. I still think that's expensive. Just the just the food overall. Interesting. Okay. What what would you what would you change about the food here? The type of food or the way it's cooked, the way it's prepared. Just this is also like a Texas thing. Okay. Like Tex Mex. Yeah. There's just it doesn't it doesn't exist here. And really. Tex Mex is so good. Wow. Just miss Tex-Mex. That's all. What is Tex-Mex defined as? Do you put mango <laughs> salsa on something or something? Or what was it? You, have you been to Texas? Uh, I usually drive around Texas. <laughs> okay, and yeah, that's through fair. It. Avoid it. You just have to try <laughs> it. It's its own thing. So okay. Can't all right. It. Fair enough. And we we got we got a couple minutes here, so <laughs> we'll 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 try to wrap it up with <laughs> with some food stuff. Okay. Last question. Last question for both of you. If you were to be popped into a new city today, you oh don't gosh. know anybody. It's a good sized city. Let's call it half a million, million, whatever. What are, what, as a real estate agent, what are the absolute things that you are going to do very specifically? Don't just say, I'm going to add people to my database. Don't just say, I'm going to make calls. Don't just say, I'm going to go to, go to uh, a class. Right. Very specifically, what are you going to do to make sure you win in real estate? Like super specific. All go right. for it. My thing, so I actually had, so I moved here in 2000, June of 2019. I got into real estate in functionally June of 2020. So I barely knew anyone here. I've been here for a year and the six months I was here was shut down. Yeah. So I had to do that, this exact thing. I started, I was like, what's the cheapest leads I can get? So I started running Facebook ads. Okay. For like local houses in the Springs. And like, that's what I did to get like, Mm -hmm. because functionally, it doesn't matter what you're, you're building a sphere. So I so built a sphere via social how, media. However Facebook that page. works. And are you talking to these people? Or are you just sending them a Facebook message? What are you doing? So getting their information, name, number, email, calling, texting, emailing. When do you give up and wh- how long do you keep trying to? to never. Ooh. You I never like give up. You follow up till they, till buy, they till buy or die. Buy or, okay. That's fantastic. How frequently do you follow up? Well, let's say, let's well, say, so it, there's, there's different tiers of, of right. So of the first people. 10 days you're making an, on average 12 to 16 contacts attempt. Okay. So you're making, it's about seven text messages, seven text messages, ideally 10 phone calls. Doesn't mm-hmm. always happen over the first 10 days and then three emails. Okay. And, and then after that, it goes to like a long-term you know, more of a drip a campaign mm-hmm. where it's, and then, and then after a while it's, you're just yeah. checking up with them once a quarter or once a month or something Whatever like that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Excellent. So. Have a plan, show up to work, and whatever you do, like, like that's why I was trying to be specific, however you build your sphere, whether it's at church, whether it's at at the grocery store, or whether it's buying names and leads, yeah. you are in front of people and talking to people and getting to that 200 and not stopping that follow-up. Right. Okay. Jordan, you want to add to that? Um, 
yeah, so first thing I would do is update all my, you know, social media accounts to the new area, have super um, clean pages, super professional pages, and then I would talk with as many local business owners as possible, add them on social media, be... What do you mean by talk to them? Like... Um, I mean, like you're going to walk well, in and just say, Hey, you sell well, tacos. <laughs> no, go to text, 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 text. I'm looking for text, text. Specifically going to like networking meetings where okay. it's geared towards business owners. Right. Um, I haven't, I, I've gone to those meetings, not necessarily intending to meet specific mm-hmm. owners of different restaurants or whatever, but I've gone because I know that a lot of those sure. people will yeah. know those people. Right. Um, just get in with that crowd and okay. then, um, naturally just, you know, do your around thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so how make it about real estate, but have that naturally come up. How right? long does it take to win in a new city? Meaning until you're making a living uh, in just in real estate, no side jobs, just real um, estate. I, is it a six month, a one year, a three month? What is it? I like if you're doing all the things you, that Jonathan said and that you said, if you're doing those things, eight months to 12 months. Okay. Jonathan, if what do you think? like, going hard at it. And okay. To, to really get. Yes. Okay. And okay. that's with, you know, I think being a little lucky, but if you're doing okay. all the right things, you know. Yeah. You know, one thing that's interesting that, that neither of you said was join a team right out of the gate. Well, we were both s- on teams right I, out of the gate. I would say join a team right out Okay. Of so the gate. that is something that you would say suggest to do join a team. Yeah, 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 maybe. Maybe. I think, yeah. Well, keep, keep, in mi- keep in mind, you're brand new. You know, you literally you know, know nobody. Anyone. You don't even know who you're going to sign up with to have your real estate license. You just pick somebody like, I don't know, Bob seems like a nice guy. I'm going to yeah. sign under him, right? Yeah. I think if you're not super outgoing, joining a team in a new city, even if you've already had mm-hmm. real estate experience in another city, um, would be a good fit. But if you're not afraid to talk to people and get out there, I don't think you necessarily would need to. Yeah. It would probably make it easier. Yeah, and I think if you have the, to me, I can run the same play that I'm doing here functionally in any city now. Okay. So I have that system piece figured out. Yeah. If you're brand new to real estate, I think that's where the team's really, really beneficial. Is they can be like, here's a system on how we get leads. You plug into their system. You plug into their system. And then, you know, I plugged into a system. I was like, oh, this is really helpful. And then I was like, oh, I can kind of do this on my own now. And then went on my own. Okay. Um, and so now I would feel confident going and doing that anywhere. Right. But you but you know the system. I know the system. And that's that's a trick. When I first started doing uh, real estate and mortgages, um, I thought I signed up. A, guy, a guy's like, oh, absolutely. I'll tell you exactly what to do. I said, dude, nobody's going to outwork me. Like, you just tell me. Yeah. Like, you just tell me what to do. I don't care what. He's like, okay, here's what you do. You're going to get a phone book. You start in the A's. I'm like, <laughs> like, this day one, I'm like, you're kidding me. Yeah. Like, like, like you're literally kidding me. You don't, this guy had been doing it for 25 years. So I thought, well, this, this guy knows what he's doing. The problem was he'd been doing it for 25 years. He didn't know how to build, build it. a business. Yep. He knew how to sustain his business. He already knew a, you know, a million people here. Right. It just like, right. he would answer his phone. He's like, oh yeah, Mary, sure. I'll sell your house. I'm like, well, how did Mary call you? Oh, I've known her. Well, how did you know her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how often do you talk to her? Like, like break this down for yeah. me, man. Right. And nobody's willing to do that. Nobody's able to do that. And the fact that you say that you have that. That's huge. Right. Right. And that's what we teach new agents, right? It's like, how do you get 200 people in your database? Okay. Well, you can go door knock. You can do yeah. a house. You can do any of these. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just get 200 people in there and communicate. Yeah. And then have people call you where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't have to go spend all the time. And I get to practice 
my favorite thing is you get to go practice on someone where if you screw up, you didn't screw up with your best friend. Right? <laughs> yeah. You screwed up with a complete yeah. stranger. Yeah. It didn't cost you anything. It's okay. It, next lead, right? Yeah, next lead. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. messed that one up. Right. So there's a system on how to build your business effectively. I think it's very important to have those systems and and those numbers. It's interesting that you threw those numbers at me. Just this morning, I was going through numbers. On average, if we are talking to our agents one time per, like our referral partners, mm-hmm. one time per week, um, and they're doing at least six transactions a year, that, that individual, I will receive two and a half referrals from them per month. Mm. Right. So now I know how many people do I need to talk to? How many agents do I need to talk to? How many past Dang. clients do I need to talk to? Wow. How many, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It breaks it down to where all of a sudden you're like, uh, like you, you know, you have to have 200. Yeah. I don't know the math. It's a, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. But the math is what it works unless you're abnormally terrible at your job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> this is going to work. So now the question is, if, if you were to grab a new person, say, hey, you need 200 people in here. So the question is, okay, how do I get 200 people? Um, well, here, here's a phone. We'll pick it up and just start there, right? Start with your sphere. Start with wherever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get 200 people in there and start your drip campaign, right. right? Don't be obnoxious, but stay in touch. Right. And the way we the way we do, one little, little trick that we do that would really help, I think real estate agents would help a lot. So today's Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we have what's called in my office down the hall, we have Database Wednesdays. And you are, you as a loan officer in our office, on a Wednesday, you call two letters of the alphabet. It starts with A's, B's, and then goes C's, D's, and then E's, F's. And you just, sometimes you'll have four calls that day. Sometimes you'll have 40 calls that day, mm-hmm. right? And then how many times a year do you contact those people? That's four, ta- four, four times, times a year. year. We call it the DT, DTD2. Do the database two. Do the data, is that, the, is it the same thing? Yeah, do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a, perfect, right? It's so easy, you touch them once a quarter. Well, it, exactly. And all it is, it's a phone call, it's a, a voicemail, whatever it is. Hey, Mary, just checking in on you. I haven't talked to you for a little bit. How's it going? How are the kids? And then we, you know, you, you try to, we call it the frog, but family recreation, occupation goals, yeah. right? Or the Ford family recreation, occupation, recreation dreams, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, um, you get that and then you, you have something to talk about. And then now all of a sudden that 200 database, you're making a living for your family. Yeah. You're providing phenomenal experience for your clients and you're building, you're growing and you're able to go to your kids' school events. You're able to go right. out. You're able to, you're still able to do like functioning and you're making like legitimate income. It's, but it's weird, right? So people are like, what is this thing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> ah, what's it going to do? Yeah. Uh, like we teach you agents like, Hey, even just call your sphere and just be like, Hey, you know, XYZ person, you know, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. You can start off with this really simple, hey, I just got into real estate. My brokerage told me I had to do this. Can I get your email address really fast? Oh, great. Thank you. How's your family? And yeah. then just like make the awkward part, get it done, add that email address in there, and then add them to a trip campaign. That's, I, you know, get the awkward. I would like to see Jonathan on a first date if he wasn't married, right? Look, right. we're going to get this out of the way. <laughs> I'm going to want to kiss before the end of the night, baby. <laughs> uh, by the way, we're going Dutch on this dinner. Now that that's done... What do you like to do for fun? Yeah, it's like all the awkward gone. All the, the awkward first, gone. It's like first thirty seconds. It's like, well, I know where this guy stands. Okay, <laughs> hope I got fourteen bucks on me because yeah. <laughs> that's what I call like online leads. And I'm like, uh, you said you want to buy or sell. Like, are you you want to go right now? When are you buy and selling? You know, yeah, what, what, what's the deal? Making a move in real estate. Come on. I appreciate you guys being on here. It was a lot of fun. Um, don't be strangers. Let's do it again. Uh, and uh, thanks for providing value to everybody who who wants to listen to it and be able to hear it. Sweet. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Thanks All right. See ya. Bye.